You're listening to a Soulfire Productions podcast. Welcome to Wellness Realness, where we get very real about all things health and wellness, physical, mental, financial, and spiritual. I'm your host, Christina Rice, a nutritional therapy practitioner and energy healer turned holistic business coach for ambitious entrepreneurs. And I'm here to help you up-level every aspect of your life. Remember my disclaimer, the information in this podcast is general health and nutrition advice and not a replacement for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. You can find an endless amount of content from me and join my online membership at christinaricewellness.com. And if you want exclusive behind-the-scenes content and my most unfiltered self, DM a screenshot of your iTunes rating and review to Wellness Realness Crew on Instagram and request to follow my super secret account. You can also join the Wellness Realness Podcast Tribe Facebook group to hang out with other listeners in the crew. Get ready for some wellness realness. I have an incredible guest on today's show, Dr. David Minkoff. And yes, he is Rebecca Minkoff's father. Dr. Minkoff has a really diverse background as a board certified pediatrician, a fellow in infectious diseases, an ER physician, and as the co-director of a neonatal intensive care unit. And he founded LifeWorks Wellness Center in 1997, which is one of the largest alternative medical clinics in the U.S. And he also founded Body Health in 2000, which is a nutrition company with a wide variety of supplements. He is an expert in hormone replacement, functional medicine, chelation, European biological medicine, neural therapy, ozone therapy, longevity and anti-aging medicine insulin potentiated therapy, and more. He was so much fun to chat with, and he's just a wealth of knowledge. He recently wrote the best-selling book, The Search for the Perfect Protein, and he's now writing his second book. And he definitely knows what he's talking about when it comes to longevity, because he is 71, passionate about fitness. He completed his 43rd full Ironman triathlon, and he's qualified for the Kona World Championships eight times. That is the kind of life I want to live. He is such an incredible man and has so much experience, especially with tricky chronic cases. And I know a lot of people listening to this podcast are really interested in learning more about and or overcoming some pretty serious chronic health issues. And he is great at being a detective, has so much experience in the medical world and the world of alternative health. I had so much fun chatting with him and would love to have him back on. I could talk to him all day and I felt like we barely scratched the surface of everything he is an expert on. So definitely would love to have him back on. I am sure you are going to love this episode as well. And you can find more from Dr. Minkoff at lifeworkswellnesscenter.com and on Instagram at thriving in a toxic world. And a couple updates on my end. First of all, you might have heard a few episodes back. I was chatting with my assistant Kelly, all about the new business that we're launching called the Podcast Connector. This service is like a dating service for podcasts and guests. So it connects guests who have a really powerful message to share with aligned podcasts. So you can spread your message on the right shows. As a podcast host for the last five years, I have gotten so many awful pitch emails, and I would like that to no longer happen. And I have a roster of incredible podcasts who are looking for amazing guests. It was a great way to get your voice heard. And if you are a podcast and are looking to be connected with some really incredible guests, then 
this is a great opportunity for you as well. So we work with both podcasts and guests to make sure that people get matched up with the right fit. So if you're interested in this service, if you are a podcast, then email podcast at christinaricewellness.com. If you are looking to get on shows and spread your message, then make sure you're on my email list so that you hear as soon as we open up this opportunity, you can sign up for that at christinaricewellness.com. There's a link right on the on the homepage and in my weekly newsletter, I just send out whenever new offers are coming out and I'm sure you'll hear about it on Instagram as well. So really excited about that. And I wanted to remind you that enrollment is open for No Bullshit Business School. The next round of my three-month group coaching program for online coaches who are looking to build a six-figure business and beyond. The next round will start October 5th. We are enrolling right now. Limited spaces are available. This is an all-encompassing program that takes you from A to Z to build your business using the power of social media to build an authentic brand. So if you want to learn all things Instagram marketing, how to set up your pricing and packages, building your email list, how to actually coach brain rewiring for abundance, money manifestation hacks, shifting your money mindset, balancing masculine and feminine energy in your business, how to grow and scale from one-on-one and beyond, then this program is for you. It is truly life-changing. You'll be surrounded by an incredible group of women. You'll get weekly video and audio lectures, group Q&A calls, guest interviews, and an individual energy healing session from yours truly. It's a life-changing community and experience and you can learn all about it and check out testimonials from other people who have been through the program. If you go to christinaricewellness.com and click the business tab at the top, that's where you can apply. We'll see if it's the right fit and then you'll be on your way to building your dream biz. Super excited about that and you don't want to miss this opportunity. So make sure you apply now so that you can snag your spot. Those are this week's updates. Lots of good stuff happening. And now it's time to enjoy this interview with Dr. David Minkoff. There are a few key supplements I wholeheartedly believe everyone should have in their routine. And one of those is a high quality probiotic. There are so many probiotics out there on the market. And unfortunately, most of them are not real probiotics. They're usually not doing anything for you or it could be making things worse. So if you are wondering what my favorite probiotic is and the one that I recommend to friends, family, and clients, that would be Just Thrive Probiotic and Antioxidant. Just Thrive is a spore probiotic formula made of four bacillus strains. And this formula survives the harsh gastric environment of the stomach, arriving 100% alive to the intestines, unlike most other probiotics out there on the market. Bacillus endospores are like gut police and they arrive totally alive to the intestines where they read the microbiome and they have the ability to eliminate pathogens and toxins there while also producing compounds and nutrients that help grow our good gut bacteria. Just Thrive Probiotic supports metabolic reconditioning with a 40 plus percent increase in short chain fatty acid production, which means less fat storage, higher fat burn improved insulin sensitivity, improved satiety, and reduced gut and systemic inflammation. The strains in Just Thrive modulate the immune system and act like a tutor for your immune system to detect and attack pathogens and toxins in the body. With over 80% of our immune system found in the gut, Just Thrive is crucial for maintaining optimal health, especially at this time. Plus, Just Thrive has been shown in human clinical trials to start curing leaky gut in as little as 30 days. And leaky gut is the root cause of most major chronic illnesses in the Western world, like heart disease, diabetes, cancer, autoimmune disease, dementia, and more. 
So if you struggle with poor digestion, seasonal allergies, joint pain, depression, anxiety, stubborn weight gain, or you are just looking to boost your overall health, then definitely check out Just Thrive. You can head to bit.ly slash Just Thrive Christina and use my code Christina15 for 15% off. Again, that's bit.ly slash Just Thrive Christina and use my code Christina15, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A, one five for 15% off. Give it at least 30 days and you'll notice a huge improvement. Dr. Minkoff, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. I have been so excited to chat with you. And to start off, I would love if you could just tell my listeners a little bit about yourself and what you do. Okay. So I live in Clearwater, Florida. I have a full-time holistic medical practice. Uh, It's called LifeWorks Wellness Center. Most of the people that we see are people who have chronic illness. Average person has seen 13 doctors. It spans everything from autoimmune disease, neurological disease, Parkinson's, MS, Alzheimer's, chronic Lyme, a lot of cancer. Um, We do see some high-end athletes because I'm a triathlete. And I so fair number of people come here for that because they want fitness improvement or they want to debug their whatever's wrong with their body so they can perform better. Uh, about 20 years ago, I, I've been doing this for 23 years. Prior to that, I'd, I uh, had been in San Diego. I went to UCSD. I did my pediatric uh, residency there. I was chief resident. I did a two-year fellowship in infectious disease. Uh, UCSD had the the best infectious disease department in the country at the time. Um, so I graduated that program. I went into practice actually in San Diego County till 1990 and then moved here to Florida. Um, about 20 years ago, I started a nutrition company. It's called Body Health. Uh, we have about 30 products that are very clean, uh, organically based. Um, really good in the area of performance, heavy metal detoxification, anti-inflammation. So people are interested in those products, bodyhealth.com. I wrote a best-selling book last year called The Search for the Perfect Protein. Uh, it's about kind of um, amino acids and their role in health and nutrition and performance and how they relate to all kinds of things from sports performance to osteoporosis to depression, anxiety, uh, gut health. So if you go to the Body Health website, people can download it for free and look at it. Um, I'm married 51 years. I have three children, eight grandchildren. Um, my daughter is a big celebrity. She has my same last name. So if you look her up, you can, if you're into fashion, you can find her purses and stuff like that. I have quite a few of her verses. <laughs> so that's kind of in a nutshell my story. I, I got into this because uh, I was I had gone from pediatrics and infectious disease. I was director of a neonatal intensive care unit for a while, uh, and then I switched careers and got into emergency medicine. And during that time, it was middle nineties. My wife got sick. Uh, she, she decided to get the mercury out of her teeth, the mercury fillings out of her teeth. It was done improperly. 
the mercury went all over her body. She got sick, uh, thyroiditis, hepatitis, uh, what looked like MS. Lost. She's a, she's also a triathlete. She's a registered nurse. She's always been really good with her health and nutrition. But she wakes up one day and can't lift her arm and uh, lost part of her glute strength on one side. Neurologist said uh, it's probably a mess. She needs to go on steroids and interferon, uh, bad medicines. Um, and I didn't know anything about it, but I knew that that didn't seem right to me. And then kind of between the two of us, we started going to seminars all over the place and uh, figured out that she was actually mercury toxic and then learned from a bunch of doctors how you could sort of handle this naturally. Mm. She was my first guinea pig um, and she got better. And a lot of people were kind of watching to see what would happen with her. And in four or five months, all her symptoms went away and she got normal. And they came, they would call me and say, you know, I saw what happened with your wife. Could I see you? And I said, well, I'm in the emergency room full time. Uh, emergency room is shift work. So it's either seven in the morning till seven at night or seven at night till seven in the morning, usually three or four days a week. And so I, there was a lot of interest. So in her, she, she owns a home healthcare nursing business. So in her nursing office, there was an extra room. So I took the room and I set it up as a little exam room. And I said, sure, come in. I'm not going to charge you because I have a success rate of one, but I don't. <laughs> uh, anyway, it grew. It just grew very fast. Within a year, we took a 3,000 square foot uh, office next door to there. Uh, and then a year later, we were in an 8,000 square foot place. Now we have about 15,000 square feet. And it's just kind of grown. So I got out of the emergency room and I've been doing this full time ever since. And so we have a clinic here, which is probably one of the biggest in the United States in terms of this kind of a practice. And um, about three quarters of our patients come from other places, mm -hmm. uh, other places in the U.S. because they've seen a lot of doctors and they haven't gotten better. And we have a good rate of helping people. So they come and give us a try. Yeah. Okay. A lot to unpack there. I'm, I'm excited to dive into this. Um, and I'm, I'm super interested in your experience, you know, working with so many people who have been to see so many other doctors and kind of the mystery patient. I, a lot of people listening to this podcast are that person. And I've been that person too for a long time. Um, and so I'm assuming that a lot of the people who come to you who have seen a bunch of other doctors, they're probably not like on standard American diet eating crap, like they probably have some health awareness. So I'm curious, like when you're working with a really a more complex case, somebody who's been through the ringer, are there any commonalities in, in what you see usually is what needs to look like be looked into more or like what they've been missing so far? I think it's always a mixture of two things. There's something in their body or some things in their body that shouldn't be there. Unbeknownst hmm. to them and unbeknownst to the doctors that are taking care of them. The second half is they're missing things that should be in their body that aren't there. And most regular physicians aren't looking carefully enough at that to, to find it. So, you know, micronutrient levels, vitamins, minerals, amino acids, essential fats, um, things like that, uh, hormone levels. So when we see somebody, we do pretty extensive testing on both of those things. Now, I think the second premise is, is that most people, when I used to be a pediatrician. So the kids that have real genetic disease, 
Like they really are either, we used to call them funny looking kids, but they have abnormal genetics. Those, those people are usually diagnosed very early. If it's really bad, they will never make it out of the womb because they won't make it. Um, if they're pretty bad, but not terrible, they can be born and survive. So, you know, some of them are like in the category of Downs kids where they could be pretty high functioning. Mm -hmm. but there's a genetic disorder. It might be another one where the genetic disorder compromises their ability to use amino acids, build up uh, phenylalanine or they, you know, that, that, but most people that I see might be anywhere from five years old to 75 or 80 years old. They made it through that. They're not a genetic deviant. All of us have abnormal genetics. You know, we have SNPs for this and that. You know, the whole methylation thing, you know, 30, 30, 35% of people have methylation abnormality, which I don't really even consider an abnormality. If a third of the population has it, it's not like a weird. Yeah. <laughs> So I think sometimes these things get overblend. Oh, that's what's wrong with me is I'm my MTHFR gene working or I've got double snips in that. And that's the reason for my problem. I don't find that to be so true. Usually they were doing fine and something happened that then sort of catapulted them or tipped the balance within their own body for them to be able to cope. Uh, now, the environment is very rough today. You know, there's something like 80,000 chemical toxins that are here that were never here before, you know, 50 years ago or 75 years ago. The food is particularly bad. It doesn't have the nutrients that it should. And so most of us are trying to nourish ourselves in an environment where the body is under high stress. You know, mm -hmm. there, you know there's electromagnetic stress. There is um, news, uh, uh, news media stress. There is, you know, agendas of various people driving various things that put people, this whole COVID thing. So now that there's fear everywhere and people are, are, you know, legitimately afraid. Um, and, you know, whether the information they're getting is actually true or not, they are afraid, which in terms of an immune health or body health is a problem. Mm -hmm. Well, I assume the person could can be put back together if we can take these various factors and get them figured out. The ones that always or nearly always come up are dental problems. Root canal teeth are toxic 100% of the time. There are people who walk around, millions and millions, whose bodies tolerate it. But I work with a dentist here and 100% of the root canal teeth that are pulled. At the base, he does a biopsy. You get dead, infected bone. This is not normal. No other discipline in medicine will leave in dead, infected tissue. You have to get it out. If you have a gangrenous appendix, it means that appendix is partially dead. You have to remove it. It will kill the person. If you have a gangrenous toe, you have to get it out. Dead teeth have gangrenous pulp. The pulp is dead. The blood vessels are no longer there. So this is a huge problem for many people. They don't even know. It. Mm. So that's that's a commonality. Parasites are really common. 
the regular laboratories like Quest and LabCorp are terrible at finding parasites. They just don't find them, but they're there. And sometimes they're there where you have to treat people for months, even sometimes with pharmaceuticals, to get them cleaned out enough to, to, to fix them. A lot of people have low-grade chronic uh, infections, herpes type 6, Epstein-Barr, CMV. Uh, if people have herpes 1 or 2 and they get recurrences, they usually know that. So those are easy. But the other ones aren't so easy. We are in a worldwide epidemic now of Lyme disease. The normal diagnosis diagnostics for Lyme disease are terrible. It just, most doctors have no idea. I was an infectious disease doctor. I practiced hospital infectious disease for 16 years. And I never order the standard things because they just don't find them. Yet, if you go to specialty laboratories, which actually are looking for Lyme and co-infections in many chronically ill people, you will find it. If you try to treat those people with standard antibiotic therapy, you will just make them sicker. Almost none of them get better. So you have to have other strategies to be able to get rid of the infection without poisoning the host with one to five antibiotics, which is a, you know, your standard Lyme literate doctor. That's what he's doing. So those are things that come up all the time and that, um, that we can usually fix because they're, they're diagnosable and patients usually respond. Mm-hmm. And as long as they're, you know, that they're eating clean food, and they're having a bowel movement every day. 100% of people I see have a, have a gut that is a problem. They have a gut that's leaky. They've got parasites or funguses or, or, or they malabsorb. The other big one now is many of these people are mold toxic and they don't know it either. So they're in an environment where there's mold. They're breathing it in. It produces a chronic inflammatory response in their body. And then you start to stack these things. Mm-hmm. you know, lime and mold and teeth and parasites. And you get someone who can't remember, can't think, can't sleep, is either anxious too much or depressed too much, has no energy, doesn't know what's wrong with them. Their basic physical examination by a competent doctor will tell you almost nothing. It mm-hmm. looks and if you looked at them across the room, you might think they were fine. And so many of these people go to doctors in good faith, and the doctor says, I've done a CBC and a CMP and some standard testing, and it really looks okay. And gee, I don't see anything on your physical exam. And you're probably just stressed. Let's try some Prozac. Let's try some sleeping pills. Let's try some Lexapro. And so, I don't know, 50, 60 million people, women way more than men, are on these things. And that just makes them worse because it's got nothing to do what's actually wrong with them. Now you have a Band-Aid that is adding another layer of toxicity to this person who is already toxic. and that's a lot of people. Well, that's yeah. <laughs> okay, a lot to unpack there. And I mean, I, I mean, that was me for so long, and it took me a long time to figure out I had heavy metals toxicity, mold illness, like, and then I got diagnosed with Lyme disease, and 
And then even once you get that answer, there's so many conflicting opinions on how to move forward, right? So I think it's just very overwhelming for people first to even get a diagnosis, feel like they're not being dismissed, um, and then figure out what what the right approach is to move forward. Um, and I want to kind of go backwards for a second because you talked a bit about testing and how a lot of these labs just aren't aren't doing the job. So when it comes to, let's say, like testing for parasites, like what what do you prefer to use? Like what testing do you use? I like the, uh, the lab is called Diagnostics here in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Um, they do IgA, SIGA levels it's mm-hmm. for uh, antibodies to about a half a dozen or eight different common parasites. Uh, they look under the microscope for the, the amoeba types. Uh, they often find them. So blastocystis or endamoeba histolytica, some common, uh, parasite, amoeba type parasites. Um, there's also a, 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 Dr. Amin has a lab in Phoenix, which is a really, he's, it's a really, it's a parasite lab. He's mm-hmm. a parasitologist. And so if I have any doubt, I will send him there. Interestingly enough, um, part of the energetic testing that we do, uh, turns up parasites. And so we may not see them on the stool, but we get them on an energetic testing and we treat them and they get better. And on the retesting, we don't find them. So it can be tricky. I don't know if you've seen the book called The Accidental Cure, Dr. Uh, Simon Yu. He's a physician like I am in um, St. Louis. Uh, he wrote a book called The Accidental Cure. It's really good. He's a parasitologist. He was in the, I think he's a colonel in the army and he was in either Central or South America as a parasit, as a trained medical parasitologist. Mm. Electrodermal screening to find parasites. And he treats people based off that. And I tell you, he has thousands of people that have gotten better. So the problem with, the, I think the, the blind spot with regular medicine is, is that it's kind of like if I hold my hand up and I ask you, how many bacteria do you see? You would just laugh and say none. So a standard physical examination on most people, even if carefully done, will give you, I don't see any bacteria. If you take a microscope and put your hand under it, there are trillions of bacteria and they are there. And the real duty of the doctor is to discover what is there that is causing the problem. There is a why, there is a reason or several that underlies the condition of the patient. And when you find what that is, the patient will get better. And it's never a deficiency of psychotropics. It's never a deficiency of psychotropics. They're all sick. Now, some of them, it's brain concentrated, and so their symptoms are brain-related, you know, with sleep or anxiety or depression or memory. But it's it's not psychosomatic. These people have stuff. And the duty of the practitioner is to go in and find that and keep working with the patient to discover what are those things because as soon as you find it, that thing, they were normal before and that thing wasn't there. And now it's there and they're not normal. So Uh once you debug it, 
The body's built to be well and to heal, and it will respond. It'll go like, oh, a little bit better. Well, I remembered my wife's name this morning. Praise God. You know what I mean? Like, like mm -hmm. a level. So I see that as my, that, that's my duty. When someone comes in, my analytical hat is listening to everything really carefully, like what is it? What triggered this? You, you know, like one of the questions is, when's the last time you felt really good? Mm -hmm. Now, what happened before that? Take me through it. I had the gal yesterday. She was a, she was a, a fitness model and a fitness trainer. She's in her late forties and she's crashed. Mm -hmm. And so I said, when were you last well? And she said, well, I got married and we decided to adopt an autistic child. Okay. Now that's big stress. Mm -hmm. and my husband and I weren't getting along very well and we got a divorce. So now I'm alone with an autistic child. And then three months later, I was beat up and raped. Now talk about trauma. Her neck was injured. She was in the hospital. Now I think that she had acquired Lyme long before. She was asymptomatic along with, um, I forgot if she had Epstein-Barr or another one of the viruses. She also tested for parasites. You know, like, okay, this makes sense now. Now I need to unwind this. Like, how can I approach this so that I can unwind this and she will, she will get better. Mm -hmm. um, but it's, it takes a little time and it takes a little patience and it's not a, you know, in the emergency room, we had an average of six minutes with a patient, busy emergency room, you know, like hundreds of visits per day. It's like, you got five minutes. You got to go in there, figure out what's wrong. And if it's a real emergency, do the rescue. If it's not, okay, here's the labs. I'll see you in a couple hours when the labs come back. And then you go see somebody else. You can't do that like this. Standard insurance medicine, you'll go broke trying to do this because you can't do it. You have to be able to get, you know, like a relationship and an understanding with that patient so that they, you know, it takes an hour to hour and a half. I schedule new patients between an hour and hour and a half. It takes me that long to sort of fit, you know, get really in sync with what is going on with them. Mm -hmm. Usually by the end of that interview, I have a pretty good idea of, hey, this is what we got. I can help you. And then we just got to run the program. Yeah. So with the program, I'm, I'm really interested in, like, I was, you know, reading your, your bio and all of these different types of therapies that, that you have a lot of experience with. And some of them I had never even heard of, like European biological medicine and underlying therapy, insulin potentiated therapy. Like, I'm really curious about all these different things and kind of curious about just your approach in general with, like detoxing the body, whether it be molds, metals, I mean, with Lyme disease, because I think this is very controversial. And like, I'm someone who's seen so many different functional doctors. And like, it's very interesting for me seeing their different approaches. Um, but from my side, like, it, it seems to just be like, get in the sauna, take a binder and eat whole foods. And that doesn't do the whole the whole thing ever for a lot of people. Um, so I'm kind of curious about like, you know, how, what types of therapies do you t lean into more than others and what's your approach? So my first thing is in treating someone, there is a priority 
and a sequence of when you do what. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes people go to the doctor and they get diagnosed as being heavy metal toxic. Okay. The doctor runs a challenge urine specimen or a hair analysis or a blood level of mercury or lead or cadmium or arsenic or one of those things. And they say, ah, your fatigue and your pain is your heavy metal toxic. And we're going to detox your heavy metals. And they proceed, proceed to give them either chemical or nutritional uh, chelators. These are things that will bind heavy metals. And the patient gets worse. Now they really can't remember. Or now they really don't feel good. And what that tells you is that was the, the, it, there's no doubt that the heavy metals are there. But if you have a bad gut with bad biome and an over, and a liver that is so full and toxic that when you bind the heavy metals, they won't be routed out, then you just take them from the bone or the kidney or wherever they were and you put them back in the circulation. And now they land somewhere else. And now the person says, well, I, I, my vision's gone bad. I can't see. Or I had in the area I'm in, one of the women who was the, had the largest uh, real estate brokerage offices went to a doctor and had this exact thing done. And she literally went from a very competent, smart, savvy, successful professional businesswoman with a large office and lots of people to literally a bag lady. She wear earphones all day playing religious music. She dressed in like grandma gowns and she carried two paper like, like grocery bags around with her and really just kind of babbled all the time. And her daughter brought her in to see me. It took me three years to get her back and unwind the heavy metal toxicity, which the doctor mistakenly tried to treat her with, but she wasn't up to it. She couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. So I think the more experience people have with this and the better they do it is they have a way to figure out, you know, where do you go? Where do you start? What are the priorities for that person? And if you do that correctly, it just goes like smooth, smooth, smooth. As I have tapped more and more into my intuitive gifts, I've discovered that certain environmental factors can really affect the quality of information I receive. And one of those factors is my exposure to blue light. And I found it's really important for me to work with the natural light cycles and avoid blue light. In the evenings. This is one of many reasons why I cannot live without my Blue Blocks blue light blocking glasses. Their Sleep Plus Red Lens is the only true 100% blue and green light blocking lens for when the sun goes down. It helps to improve sleep, reduce anxiety, and optimize your hormonal function. If you are using orange glasses to protect yourself against blue light in the evenings, then it's really not giving you the protection you need, you'll notice a huge difference when you use the Sleep Plus red lenses. And during the day, I use the blue light clear lens, which is the blue light filtering lens for daytime. That's best for people who work under more natural lighting. And this helps prevent against migraines, headaches, 
macular degeneration and digital eye strain. I'm on my computer a lot, so this makes a huge difference. And if you struggle with seasonal depression or work under for sure artificial lighting during the day, then check out Blue Block's Summer Glow Yellow Lenses. These are blue light blocking glasses meets color therapy. My Blue Block's glasses truly save me and make a huge difference on my sleep. And especially since I moved into a new apartment, it is really bright here and the Remedy Sleep Mask has been saving me so I can increase my REM and deep sleep. Blue Blocks has so many frames to choose from, about 20. My faves are the Parker frames. And you can also send in your own frames and they offer a custom-made prescription service available. And what I love is that for every pair of Blue Blocks they sell, they donate a pair of reading glasses to Restoring Vision who gifts them to someone in need. You need to get your hands on a pair of Blue Blocks if you want to optimize your circadian rhythm, maximize your intuitive gifts, have more energy, get deeper sleep, avoid headaches from screen use, and reduce your anxiety. For your pair, you can head to blueblocks.com. That's B-L-U-B-L-O-X.com and use my code wellness, W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S for 15% off. Again, that's blueblocks.com, B-L-U-B-L-O-X.com and use my code wellness for 15% off. Once you get a pair of Blue Blocks, you will never go back. I had somebody a couple of years ago. She was only about 20. She lived in Ireland. She'd never been out of the country. She came here because she went online and she found somebody in Kansas City who would sponsor her to come to the United States and come to the clinic of her choice. And this guy was going to pay for her. And he gave her like twenty or $30,000 and he said, I want to help you. Okay. So she gets on a plane. She comes here to us. Now she looks fine. She looks like you. Okay. She's blonde, beautiful. Her eyes were bluer, but she looks like, like a, like a, just a perfect Irish lass. So I examine her. Uh, Regular physical exam didn't really see much. She looked fine. Um, on the energetic testing that we did, we found that she had uh, she had Lyme. That's what she was supposedly coming for. She had mold. She had parasites. She had viruses. And so, uh, because we do a lot of IV therapies with vitamins, minerals, ozone, things like that, we had her get a pick line. Uh, one day after the pick line, she's in the office, she's crying, she's got chest pain, she can't breathe. Send her over to the emergency room. We get a, an ultrasound to make sure she didn't have a clot. She didn't. Uh, do a CT scan of her chest to make sure she doesn't have a blood clot in her lung. She didn't. Uh, tried to give her some natural anti-inflammatories to calm it down. Two days later, she's crying. I can't stand it. It's got to come out. So it gets pulled out. So this is a very flexible little plastic tube. But her arteries are so inflamed, her veins were so inflamed that any foreign thing in there just triggered this, elevated her overall thing just way up. So we couldn't do that. So I tried real gentle stuff, you know, foot baths and some, and some enemas, and she reacted to everything. Mm. Now, I got back her blood work. She had sky-high mold levels. She had been a vegan for three years. She was nutritionally very compromised, like amino acid levels really low, no vitamin D, uh, no essential fatty, uh, omega-3 fatty acids. She just had like, like, like a list of like 30 things, which 
she, she, I, I told her, I said, I want you to go home. I want you to start eating a more, uh, paleo type diet. You can't go back to your parents' house. It's full of mold. They'll kill you. I'm giving you some binders. Here's some things for the parasites. We've got to get you actually back to a human level because I can't even, I can't even do this stuff on you. You'll be here. It's going to take you six months. Mm-hmm. And so that's like a real bad one that we could have harmed. And luckily we, you know, we, we figured it out soon enough. So people are, you know, they're, sometimes they're at that level. And then sometimes I'll get somebody who's a professional triathlete or cyclist runner, and they're pretty good. But when we look at them the same way as the, as the sick ones, we find the same stuff only as much. And when you make the tweaks in those people, I have a lady now, she's a, she's actually a full professor of mathematics at a major university. She's 63, but she is a really good runner. You know, she's running five Ks with, with six minute and 30 second miles. Like she is really fast. And she came here referred by her coach, who's actually in San Diego. And, um, uh, this woman lives in another state. And, uh, cause I had helped this, this triathlete coach. She had chronic Lyme and she couldn't race and she's a three time world champion. She went back and won a world championship after she was here. And it's been about six months and she, you know, she had problems with energy and problems with injury. And now she's just like, she, she just looks amazing. And the tweaks on her are much less than in the real sick one, but they're basically the same tweaks because what goes wrong with bodies goes wrong with bodies. So, yeah. So what kind of tweaks did you make with her? I'm I'm curious what your approach is with Lyme. Well, antibiotics for chronic Lyme don't work. So I don't use them. Um, Lyme responds to ozone very well. So we do IV ozone. Uh, It responds to certain herbal blends really well. Lyme is probably 90% of us, you could find the bug if you had a sensitive test. There's a lab in uh, Colorado Springs um, that has a test that's actually too sensitive. If you have 10 or more Lyme organisms, now 10 organisms, you know, you could probably put a million on the head of a pin, so they're, it isn't very big. And they went into downtown Colorado Springs and they took 100 volunteers who weren't sick and they brought them over to the, their clinic. They did a one hour rolfing massage on them. So they roughed, they like really dug in there and stirred up as much as they could. They collected a urine specimen and they found that 90 out of 100 had Lyme or co-infections in their body. I think it's a worldwide epidemic right now. It's there. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, but it's sitting there. So if you, there's, there's almost always other stressors which allow the Lyme to come out whether it's teeth or parasites or viruses or, you know, trauma or an operation or, or somebody tried to detox their heavy metals and then the Lyme comes out. So ozone works well. Certain herb combinations work well. We find three, three out of four will get better with that. Sometimes mm-hmm. do intravenous silver solution. There's a company that makes a, uh, it's a, it's called a hydrosol. It's actually, it's silver, uh, silver, 
metal silver in a solution that will fit through a filter ID needle. So it's very fine. Mm. And it kills lime really well. So usually with that and cleaning up the rest of the stuff, um, people get better. It's about 85%. Will okay. Yeah, I've definitely noticed ozone has been really helpful for me. Um, and I'm glad you're talking about like how there's an order of operations. And for me, like when I was seeing nutrition clients, that was something that was really frustrating for me because so many of my clients were like these very complicated cases working with these different functional doctors. And um, I was just frustrated because I'm like, they're doing this out of order, which is why you're reacting to everything. Like people don't support the liver at all. And they just put them on these really intense things. And I mean, I can, I can think of a few people who I know listen to this show who like what you were saying, like they do a foot bath and it just knocks them out. Right. Um, which actually speaking of foot baths, I'm really curious what you think about those because uh, <laughs> I have been a, uh, berated for for using foot baths because there's no science behind them um so i'm curious what you think of those about 10 years ago a patient of mine who's also a nutritional counselor did a study where she um measured the water before they put their feet in for uh metals and then she had them put their feet and, and she did a hair analysis before they started. And then she had them put their feet in. And after a couple of treatments, she was measuring the, the dirty brown water for heavy metal levels. And she was marrying their hair. She was, she would then do another hair analysis and measure their hair. And she found out that a lot of people got very high level. There was very high levels of manganese in the water. And then the hair manganese started to go up. And that if the foot bath, some companies make foot baths that have a ceramic coating over the electrodes, because what happens is, is you're, you're sort of splitting the water and you're producing ions. Mm-hmm. And if they had the ceramic electrodes that they didn't find the heavy metal levels. So I was like not into it at all because I was kind of afraid of it. Um, about, Probably six or eight months ago, I saw a guy that I respect and he was talking about them and they had some evidence that maybe they were helping, especially in patients who'd gotten chemotherapy to help them detox their chemotherapy. And so I bought a few of them and I started to do it myself and I had my staff doing it. So they each did 10 treatments. Mm -hmm. Uh, About half of them would get like really fatigued afterwards, like driving home. They would do it at the end of the day and then they would drive home. And some of them said they had had trouble getting home because it was so exhausted. And then at the end of it, they started to feel more energized. I just met with them last week to try to get a consensus of it because I'm trying to decide, should I really bring this in and do this? Or am I not sure? And I'm still not sure. I don't know if it's done anything for me. I've probably done... 10 or 15 of them. Um, I kind of like the experience. I don't know, is it really doing something for me? Did it really do something for them? Like if you put someone in a HOCAT, which is an ozone sauna with infrared and breathing oxygen, we have, we have more than any clinic in the world. We have four of them, which are eight in the morning till six at night. They're every, every half hour, they are full. 
because patients go in there and they feel it and mm -hmm. they want to do it and they tell their friends. So like that is a no brainer. IV ozone is a no brainer. It works. People feel it. You can tell. This one, I'm not sure. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> I like that answer though. I, I'm always, I'm just always curious. And I know like, I mean, I've tried so many, I've tried so many tests, so many alternative treatments. And like the more, the longer I've been like learning about this and trying different things, honestly, I was posting about this yesterday. Like the more I try different things, the less I care about the science behind it. And the more I just care if it gets people, makes people feel better. Like, you know, I, I don't think that we have science to prove everything yet. And also like placebo comes into play. And at the end of the day, I'm like, if it makes someone feel better, then like, there we go. Like, <laughs> that's, that's how I personally feel about it. Um, but I was just curious what your thoughts were. And I first started trying them because, uh, well, the woman who got me into them, she like fully, she was my colon hydrotherapist and she fully credits those for, um, clearing her metals and helping her like, overcome cancer. Um, so she's like a diehard. So I just think it's interesting to hear about different anecdotes, but you know, everybody's body is, is very different and there's a lot we don't know. Um, but I also wanted to circle back. You've brought up a few times, like the energetic testing you do. Can you tell us more about that? Yeah, it's a, it's a form of what's called autonomic response testing. If you think of it this way, you could take a skin cell or a muscle cell or a brain cell and do a biopsy in someone. And you could put that in a culture and that cell would grow. It's an independent living organism. A cell, it's we're all made out of, okay? And if you kind of do measurements on the activity of that cell, they have reaction rates going on inside of them, which have to do with getting nutrients in and manufacturing the proteins that they need and detoxing themselves. But the reaction rate within an individual cell is on the order of a hundred thousand times per second. One cell. Now, in an average human sized body, adult sized body, there's in the neighborhood of a hundred trillion cells. Okay. Now, you take this as a problem to a computer scientist or computer engineer. You say, okay, I got an organism. It reacts 100,000 times per second. And I got a 100 trillion of them. And I need a program where the size of the computer would fit in the space of a half of a skull, which is what the brain does. And it has to work when the person is sleeping and when they're awake and when they're running. And if they decide to go scuba diving, if it's cold outside or warm, or they're at altitude, they're in an airplane, make me up a program. Now, it's an impossibility. Okay? It's a, the human body is a complete impossibility. There is no way that this thing evolved over, I don't know, 5 billion years. The planet's about 5 billion years old. There's no way. You can't have that many accidents work out. Okay? So this is programmed. And it's programmed and it's... Um, it's, a, it's sort of the miracle of all miracles. Now, the way that it works is that most of the information that it gets is energetic. Light is energy wavelengths. Sound is energy wavelengths. So the cues that we get from the environment are wavelengths. And so, com so those wavelengths come in and they hit this system. And then the system has 
gazillions of circuits programmed into it that if this wavelength comes in with this variation, this is what I do. And if that one comes in, this is what I do. And it's kind of interesting because if you sit someone in front of a, um, like the Mona Lisa, and they're an art, you know, they appreciate art. And all you do is show them a photo. They will have um, an uncountable physiologic reactions of joy, of appreciation, of whatever it is. Or you show them a picture of a beautiful dog running across the street that gets hit by a car. Or a war scene where somebody gets shot. And some people will throw up or they'll faint or they'll get fast heart rate or they'll get chest pain. What occurred? Nothing occurred to them. An electromagnetic communication came into that system and that system did whatever it was programmed to do. Okay. Now, a real smart chiropractor about probably 50 years ago figured out that if you had something in your body or some things in your body that you were either toxic with or infected with or sometimes allergic to, and you gave that person the energetic stimulus, which was that thing, because that operating system, there's some kind of a complicated operating system inside that does this whole thing. No neurologist understands it. There's no brain anatomy that could explain any of this stuff. So we don't really get it. But if you just take a computer model and you say, okay, there's an operating system in there and it responds to these cues. And then once it gets the cues, it's able to communicate using light energy to every cell in the body in a coordinated response. You know, a nerve transmission is like, I think it's 11 feet per second. So if you're walking along and you stub your toe and you're about to fall, it would take about a half second for it to get from your foot to your brain and then another half second to get back to your foot. You're already on the ground. But the, the, the system is like nanoseconds. It's almost immediate. Your right arm goes this way and your back stretch, you know, your muscle goes this way and your other foot comes down and you, you know, and you land on, you land on your feet. So this thing is, this thing is energy sensitive. So if someone's mercury toxic and I put mercury, a, a sample of mercury on them or even the energetic wavelength of mercury on them, and mercury is a high priority for their body. They are toxic. And that operating system says, oh, that's the one. That is the big one. Go after that one. Then a strong muscle will go weak. A strong challenge muscle will go weak. Now, there's a lot of people muscle testing who aren't doing it very well, or the bi there's bias in there. Okay? I studied with Dr. Yoshiaki Omura. He's at Columbia University. Um, He's one of the most esteemed physicians ever born. He was asked by a president to go scout out China in the early 1970s to figure out what is acupuncture and how do they ever do the things that they do with it. So he was one of four physicians picked. He set up an institute to research this and uh, he edits a journal. And anyway, I spent about 200 hours with him where he was able to document these reactions very scientifically and very objectively, where you could show that there was an energetic, measurable response with muscle weakness and a shutoff of nerve flow to get these reactions. So if I'm testing people, I can get three, four levels of here's a priority. 
yeah, you got to do your teeth and your autoimmune and the parasites are there and they're ready to be handled. And oh, you've got Epstein-Barr virus. So I'm going to go after that. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got a mouthful of mercury and you just, you just the day before you, uh, you were playing with mercury and was all over your body. But if that nervous system doesn't say go for it, I don't go for it because mm-hmm. it's not the right sequence. And I found that if you go this way, along with the other things that you can object, you know, regular lab tests and things like that, that you can then get a direction and a priority sequence of where do you go with that patient? And it works like a bomb if you know it. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes it's, it's fascinating. I had a woman come here from Dallas who had chronic Lyme disease and chronic fatigue and she really couldn't work. And she came here with a Lyme diagnosis and it turned out that the Lyme diagnosis was correct and we treated her. She was here for about three or three and a half months. And when I, I was seeing her once a month and when I saw her last time, she was looking pretty good. I said, Hey, you're looking pretty good. And my usually end point with someone is they tell me I'm, I'm done. I'm ready. I'm good now. I'm done. That's what I wait to hear. Okay. I keep going till I hear that. And she, I saw, so I was waiting to hear it from her and she didn't say it. So I said, what do you think? She said, I'm probably 90% there, but I'm just not all the way there. Okay, good. So I redo the energetic testing. And the thing that comes up is measles vaccine virus. I said measles vaccine virus. That's what the priority is. Now. So I said, have you had measles vaccine? She says, oh, that's interesting. She said, my job is I sell medical equipment to hospitals. So like x-ray machines and lab stuff. Okay. And she said, I'm not allowed to go in a hospital unless I can demonstrate that I have measles antibody. And I have had 20 measles vaccines because every year when I go to get tested, I don't convert a measles vaccine. I don't get an immune response from measles vaccine. So when they measure me, I'm zero and they make me get another one. Okay. So I gave her as a remedy, a homeopathic, a 10 vial set homeopathic dilutions of measles vaccine virus. I saw her on a Thursday afternoon. I said, take one of these before you go to bed. The, 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 the lowest level of dilution. And she took it and she called me Friday morning and she said, I think you're trying to kill me. <laughs> that doesn't sound good. And she said, I said, what's wrong? She said, I got a fever of 102. I've got a red rash all over. I'm coughing. My eyes are bright red. So this looks like measles. So come in. So she comes in. I check her. I don't find anything else. I said, I think this is just a reaction turned on by the homeopathic. Now, there's no measles vaccine in the homeopathic. We make the homeopathics here. We have a computer that will imprint the wavelength of measles vaccine into the computer, into the vial. So I said, just check back with me tomorrow. Took her about two weeks before she actually felt better. I said, come on back in. How are you doing now? I said, no, I'm there. I'm good. I'm ready to go home. Okay. It was sitting there. Okay. We went through probably five, six, seven things. Okay. And diet was in and bowel movements every day and all the normal stuff. That was sitting at the bottom. And when that was cleared, now her nervous system was free. And now she was good. This is like three years ago. She was just here. She's doing fine. She's working full time. She's exercising every day. She looks great. She's fine. 
So that's, that's how you do it. <laughs> that's how you do it. <laughs> I love it. Well, it's, it's just so interesting to me because I think what's hard is that there are a lot of people doing muscle testing that, like you said, like aren't really doing it correctly. There's some bias involved. And so it's hard for people to tell, but I mean, you hear there are certain people who have been trained properly that get such incredible success. I mean, it's pretty amazing. Um, and how you were talking about sometimes surprising things come up with that. I'm curious more also about like the teeth situation and just not only like fillings, root canals, um, all of that. Are there a lot of people where the teeth are the problem, but they don't, they don't have any symptoms there? They never have symptoms there. That's the problem. Okay. You know, the dentist's basic standard is that if they look good on the outside, and you're not complaining, you're fine. Mm -hmm. I find that when I'm, when I'm doing this, this priority check on people and gangrenous pulp or root canal toxicity or one of those things comes up as the first priority, last year it was 141 people. That was their first priority that I saw. Now I send them to a dentist who's down the block who's got a three-dimensional, it's a CT scan of the teeth. Your average dentist has a two-dimensional x-ray and you can't see. So this is a 3D x-ray. And I send him over there and I have a deal with him. I say, I'm going to write a prescription to get the CT scan. And they don't need a, an appointment. They can just take the slip from here, go to his office, three blocks, get the x-ray, go home. They're in and out of there in 10 minutes. He then, he's, a, he's formally trained to read these things. So he sends me a formal report. And out of the 141 people that I sent over there last year, where I got on my muscle test that the, the uh, root canal was the priority, 138 of them had a positive x-ray showing an abscess at the base of that tooth. So that's really good muscle testing. So um, then I know that I've got to, then I send them back to him and those teeth have to come out, have to come out. There's no way to sort of fix it that I've ever seen. And, and then there are, you know, for your readers, if they haven't seen it, there is a movie. It's a documentary film called, um, it's the link is, um, www.rootcausemovie.com. Rootcausemovie.com. It's a documentary. Because mm -hmm. I was a guy to discover what was wrong with the guy. And he's an Australian film producer. The short story is he was walking in a park one day. He's in his late 20s. He's a documentary film producer. He's walking through a park and he sees a, a guy and a gal having an argument. And the guy is being very rough with her. And he walks over and he says, hey, guys, chill out. And the guy punches him in the face and breaks off his front tooth. He goes to the dentist, he gets a root canal. Over a period, I think it's five or eight months, he starts to get more and more tired, can't think. Eventually, he's in bed, he can't work. He's seen umpteen doctors, faith healers, shaman. He went everywhere. Nobody can help him. He's laying in bed, this is years later, surfing through YouTube. And he sees a video I made about this subject. 
And he's like, maybe that's what's wrong with me. Nobody thought of that. Mm -hmm. He goes to the dentist, he gets the 3D x-ray, he's got an abscess, he gets it pulled, he gets it cleaned out. Over about six months, he gets better. He calls me up. He said, you don't know me, but you saved my life. And I'm a documentary film producer. And I bet you I'm not the only one in the world that this ever happened to. And I want to produce a documentary. Can I bring my film crew over and come and do an interview? So he comes. The guy I learned European biological medicine from, his name is Dr. Thomas Rao. He's a Swiss doctor. In 1998 to 2000, he came here like every quarter for two years and spent a week with a group of doctors to teach them European biological medicine, which is kind of what we do. Mm -hmm. And he happened to be in the country lecturing, and I'd learned all this from him. And so he interviewed him. He interviewed Mercola. Um, he interviewed uh, Stuart Nunnery. He's a dentist in, in Texas who understands this. And so he makes the film. You, uh, Netflix picks it up. It goes viral on Netflix. Shortly thereafter, Netflix gets a letter from the attorneys for the American Dental Association that you are promoting misinformation to the public, you are scaring people. This is akin to shouting fire in a movie theater where there's no fire. There's no First Amendment right on this. And if you don't take it down, we're gonna sue you. So they took it down. Uh, the web, the link I gave you is this guy's website. Mm -hmm. Watch it there for $6.99. I said, anybody has chronic illness, you watch that. If yeah. you have root canals and you aren't feeling good and nobody knows what's wrong with you, you watch that. And then you find somebody like me and get help because you can be helped. And I have many, many, many hundreds of people uh, where this has been the most important part. Yeah, the... I can't, I can't even, I can't even talk about the censorship. I can't even talk about it. I get so upset, but I think thankfully more and more people, especially in my community are like, know about this. The, the trouble with it is that a lot of people are having a hard time finding a dentist in their area that understands this. Do you know any good resources for finding someone? I think the best place to start, there's a dental organization, which is, the initials are I-A-O-M-T. Mm -hmm. So it's www.iaomt. It's the International Organization. It's the International Organization of Oral Medicine and Toxicology. That's what those things are. <laughs> they train dentists to remove mercury safely, and they train dentists on root canals and what the problems are and how to remove them. There's a couple more, and I can't remember them off the top of my head, but these organizations are good. They have okay. a website. You can put in your zip code and you can find someone near you who's had some training in this that can help you with the dental part of it. Okay. And um, the, the, there's no health without a healthy mouth. If you don't have a healthy mouth, if you have gum disease, if you have chronic ulcers, uh, there's some other situations that can occur where teeth have been pulled and the bone never healed in. They're called cavitations. And, you know, the dentist opens those up and there's smelly yellow food in there. It's nasty. And they have to sometimes be, be helped with that. Mm -hmm. But dentistry, uh, is, is needs updating. And this, these groups are really good and they can really help people. I wouldn't go to a regular dentist or oral surgeon for this type of thing because they just don't 
it's not in their education and, um, and they just don't go there. Yeah. I actually have had some more hope though. My, actually my godfather who I was telling you about, who does the triathletes, he's a dentist and my mom is a dental hygienist. And they were telling me they went to a convention recently and the whole convention, like to get their continued education units or whatever the whole convention was about like the importance of diet and like how the like the connection between oral health and the microbiome and i was like super surprised to hear that that was being taught you know at this convention that handed out colgate toothpaste but it's, it's fine um so that was interesting but my, my other question is you know if somebody hasn't had like any dental work done are they could this still potentially be be an issue? Like if you haven't had root canals or any fillings, like could you still be having problems with your teeth? Well, I mean, if you haven't had pulled teeth and you have healthy gums and you don't have root canals mm-hmm. and you know, on your oral exam, your, your, the tissues are good. Probably you don't have dental stuff. Okay. Um, you know, a person could have a dead tooth and not know it. Uh, and, but usually the problems are diagnosable. Okay. But most people with cavitations or root canals have no symptoms. I mean, their symptoms are systemic symptoms. They're not dental symptoms, which mm. is why they're often overlooked. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Which is really important. Yeah. This was in Circulation, which is the Journal of the American College of Cardiology. Because they did a study, you know, everyone knows, every cardiologist and internal medicine doctor knows that gum disease is associated with coronary artery disease, with heart attacks. Heart attacks kill more people in the United States than any other cause. They know that if you have deep pockets and gum disease and infection in there, those infections get into the bloodstream, they get into the heart, they cause blockage of the heart, and it makes you prone. What isn't really taught or isn't known, but this was also in the in circulation a couple of years ago, was a study where they looked at the incidence of coronary artery disease associated with root canals. And what they said is there's a 500, I think 540% increased chance of a heart attack if you've had a root canal. Now that's a lot. And you got a toothache, and he says, There's two choices. We pull it, and you'll be done with it. We can do something, implant something, or we're going to do a root canal. But I have to honestly tell you, so that you know you have good informed consent, that if I do the root canal, there's a 540% increased chance that you're going to get a heart attack. What would you like me to do? Oh, do the root canal. No, don't do the root canal. So the, the, so you won't find this in the dental literature. You find it in the chemistry literature or the cardiology literature. So it's a, it's a, it's a problem. You know, dentists who do, do root canals have a, a year or two extra training to be able to do these things. These endodontists. I mean, it's a, it's a mm-hmm. serious profession, you know, in terms of their technique and their know-how. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is there isn't any long-term studies of what occurs with these people. Is the guy's hypertension, high cholesterol, diabetes, rheumatoid arthritis related to the earlier root canal that he got one year, five years before? Nobody has looked at this. Mm -hmm. That's a problem. Yeah. 
definitely, definitely a big problem. So hopefully some people who are struggling, um, this will be an eye opener for them. I also just, because you talked about like European biological medicine, I'm curious, like, I don't like, what does that even mean? What is the premise with that? Um, the premise is that we are, we are living, we are a living organism made of living cells. And if you do interventions, which are anti-biological, so they're against life, you aren't going to be successful with life by using anti-life. Now, antibiotics kill bacteria, but they also can be harmful to our cells because we're not that far away or antifungals. So if you can use intervention, see ozone is just oxygen. It isn't toxic to the body. You can use it pretty much with impunity if you know what you're doing. But when you start using, you know, name your, you know, name your pharmacy, you know, Pepsid or propranolol or Cardizam or now you're using things that are actually tissue biological toxins. And while in an emergency, you may need to, you know, if I got someone coming in here and they had a temperature of 105 and they had evidence of pneumonia, I would give them a shot of antibiotics and know that, look, this is what was required. Or if someone is in the middle of a heart attack, they better go to a good emergency room and they're going to get a lot of pharmaceutical interventions, which can actually save their life. And that is good medicine. But if you have chronic diabetes or chronic arthritis or chronic fatigue or an autoimmune disease and you go that route, you are going down a deep hole because by and large, or probably almost 100%, those medicines aren't going to be an antidote to what you got. They're going to be something to cover symptoms to hopefully make you feel better, which sometimes can be the right thing to do. As long as you're looking at what is underlying that, can we unwind it so that we don't have to keep this person on anti-ulcer medicine for 10 years or steroids or asthma inhalers or all the rest of the stuff that you see because the real problem has been overlooked, not looked for, or not yet discovered. Okay. That makes sense. That makes logical sense. I see. I, I'm, yeah, I'm just curious, you know, what the fancy names mean because you, you have expertise in many different therapies and types of medicine. So I'm curious. Um, well, it's been great chatting with you. Thank you so much for all of your knowledge. And just to wrap up, can you remind my listeners where they can connect further with you? Yeah, my clinic is lifeworkswellnesscenter.com, L I F E W O R K S, wellnesscenter.com. The uh, nutrition company is bodyhealth.com. I also have a personal site, which is Dr. Minkoff, drminkoff.com. Uh, um, I do a couple of newsletters. They're free. Uh, if you go on the Body Health site, you can get the book free. It's called The Search for the Perfect Protein. It is an Amazon, Amazon bestseller. It's really good. And it can teach people a lot about nutrition, health, protein metabolism, and uh, how amino acids can improve your health. So. That's how you find me. Amazing. Thank you again so much, Dr. Minkoff. I really appreciate it. I enjoyed this a lot. You're very good at this. Thank you. 
huge thank you to Dr. David Minkoff for coming on the podcast and sharing so much of his wisdom. You can find more from him at lifeworkswellnesscenter.com and on Instagram at Thriving in a Toxic World. Don't forget to head to my website, christinaricewellness.com and click that business tab if you are ready to apply for No Bullshit Business School, my three-month program that will launch your business to six figures and beyond. There are limited spaces available, so make sure you apply before spots fill up. You can also get exclusive behind-the-scenes access to content related to the podcast and my life by going to my private Instagram page, Wellness Realness Crew, and send a DM of your iTunes rating and review, a screenshot of that, to that account, Wellness Realness Crew. I want to get that DM with a screenshot of your iTunes rating and review and your request to follow. I will accept it and you'll get access to all the juicy content. You can also connect further with other podcast listeners by going to our free Facebook page, Wellness Realness Podcast Tribe. That's going to be it for today's show. Thank you again so much for tuning in. I hope you have an incredible rest of your day and I will chat with you again next episode.